0: Is there anything else that, that you haven't addressed that you...
1: Yeah, I didn't like when Kim said on the show, um, I didn't want to go to Deshawn's barbecue and hang out with Nini and eat chicken. You know, I found that comment to be very suspect.
0: What do you mean?
1: We didn't have chicken. We had lamb and well, shrimp. Well,
0: chicken, hot dogs, hamburgers. I mean, I, I just said chicken. I mean... What do you mean by that? You think it was racist?
1: Yes, it is. It, it's somewhat racist.
0: No, 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 no. No, I mean, I think barbecue. A- absolutely not. I'm on a show with you guys. Half my friends are black. I'm definitely not racist at all. She said it was a sunset barbecue, and I thought barbecue chicken in my mind. I just, I, I didn't say barbecue chicken. I just, I just said, but, uh, but Nene, you, you know I'm not, I'm not racist at all. I mean, I, I don't even see color. I never have.
1: The reunion to start them all.
0: Was that like the first one
1: of of Housewives of Atlanta? Yeah,
0: it was the first, the reunion. first reunion. What yeah. tickled me was that platter of peaches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they had to make.
0: A they statement. had a tray full of they peaches um, see, on the, on that leather couch. What was that? A brown leather couch? I don't know what that. They was.
1: definitely upgrade the scenery. season one And the wigs Right (laughs) But also We see that stuttering
0: No wigs No outfits Barely any makeup
1: Okay They didn't have a budget You wasn't even that girl Back then
0: But that's (laughs) Isn't that how it always starts For every show Every artist That's how we gonna start Every (laughs) Listen if you go back Okay You know Yeah Humble beginnings Definitely But now (laughs) They are
1: very rich Okay They're done
0: yeah, and the door is closed. The
1: door, it will be in these next two reunion episodes.
0: But you know what I didn't realize is that Nene has been saying that for <coughs> years. Like, that's not anything new. She's been saying what? She's been saying the door is closed for, like, years. The door
1: has been closed. Yeah. She just reminded me of each and every season. She, mm-hmm. That's why I love her. Love the girl name.
0: Wait, and and that was from, um, oh, you, you said Housewives of Atlanta. The mm-hmm. first reunion. Season one reunion. Yeah. Where
1: Nene told Kim, girl, I will wear that wig off your head. <laughs>
0: And where they ain't have no security because when Nene was about to jump on Kim. Okay, the
1: only person holding her back was Lisa Wu.
0: Lisa said. <laughs> she your legs
1: to married men.
0: Lisa had to sit. <laughs> she had to literally sit on Nene yes. to keep her from jumping I off watched, the couch.
1: I watched <laughs> that people like you would sleep with married men. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Oh, that's when we saw Crazy. that Nene truly was a star. But anyway, welcome, guys. To another episode, episode, what is wrong with me in this episode? Each and every time,
0: Ooh, episode.
1: <laughs> welcome to another episode of the hot dogs. What's up, Podcast, y'all? Where, yeah, you may have thought we had chicken when we had lamb and shrimp.
0: Listen, chicken, hot dogs, hamburgers. I mean, I, I just said chicken, okay, like okay. what?
1: <laughs> but no matter what you said, we'll never hang up on you. Well, we might if it's a little too suspect, but yo, a I like mistake. <laughs> we hang up on
0: you. I like how you introduced that. <laughs> you know, I found that comment to be very, very suspect. suspect. <laughs> hey, yo, she said she that so serious. many times this
1: season. <laughs> uh, but guys, as True always, man. I have not changed. I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-M.
0: I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E-Dante Cole.
1: Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N G-U-P-P-O-D. Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod.
0: Yes, and you can, as always, reach us via email at hunguppod at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. And keep those ratings coming, keep those comments coming. Keep the love coming. Um, on our Apple Podcasts, our Google Play, our SoundCloud. Um, Anywhere that you can find a man Who you guys will become friends Homies, he's kind of artistic And then you'll build a life With him I know that because one of our listeners did And that leads us to the listener feedback
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue
1: Yes, we want to thank you guys so much For the letters that you keep um, Sending us Sometimes we just sit, read them, and smile And we definitely did with this one Yeah, Um, we did Yeah so this letter reads, um, I fairly, and it's kind of giving comment to the past episode that we had, right? So the one regarding Trina Braxton, and we said that if you guys had a situation where you happen to be a step-parent or a parent or, you know, some, some relationship with a child that may or may not be yours, um, send us a letter, and someone did. Mm-hmm. So this listener said, I fairly recently entered a relationship where my partner has children. Yep, Ren, children. Two absolutely <laughs> beautiful little black girls. Your conversation for me, and I hope others, was right on time. Less than three, which is the heart, an email. I absolutely feel a high responsibility to be an efficient portion of and person in my partner's children's lives. The word responsibility actually sounds a bit too obligato- obligatory. <laughs> Ooh, come on, words. Yeah. You know, okay, SIT? Yeah. Or you a must to be. To me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe because my partner and I have been associates, homies, you could say, for the last three or so years. I won't bore y'all with my history, but I'm grateful for how truly organic our coming together has been. The love that he has for his two wonderful girls touched me from the beginning. We connected on social media years ago, so that's where I would see his posts about them and other things that low, low low-key, or she said low, low, low low-key, okay, had me intrigued. In the last few years, and I've also seen him perform his art at open mics, which often includes various aspects of him being a father, black man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
0: See, trolling works, y'all. You know, low key, it's low is. key can work. You know, you 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 find that special somebody that you're attracted to on the gram, yeah, or on Facebook. You never know where all those likes will lead you. Hashtag
1: shoot your shot. It could lead that you. Man. It
0: could lead you down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um or into a, a home with a picket fence or you know yeah. a student loan getting paid off. I mean you never know.
1: I like it. I like <laughs> it. And this is Loki coming from well, Lola Loki coming from Shanita something. Or you can call me solo or you can call me Needle Queen. And I hope I pronounced it correctly. Um she is a artist herself, um, raised in Philadelphia, also a healer. And to although we didn't read all of your letter, um solo the answer is yes 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 to all the things that you offered um
0: on here we um, we definitely read the whole thing yeah
1: um, well no yeah we didn't read it on here yeah yeah (laughs) but we definitely read it so that's why we could say yes (laughs) to to the things that you offered so what she offered was um kind of getting us into like the healing world um and what was it exactly that she said um Oh, birth charts. I thought that was really interesting. So she's into birth charts. So, girl, let's connect on social media. What's your social media name? Um, and last but not least, she mentioned that her partner was an artist. So, Eric, take that over.
0: Yes, yeah, so we wanted to share um, just a snippet.
1: Of the artistry.
0: Yes. yes.
1: If you guys have art, send it to us. It might be showcased on the show.
0: That Shay, um, right? No, what's this?
1: Solo's boyfriend. So the the poem is called Shay's intern. Oh,
0: okay, and Shay is the boyfriend. Oh, I don't know. Okay, that's just the name of the. the okay, I'm sorry. Um, listen, <laughs> started drinking way before we hit the record. this me, episode is so.
1: brought to you by I guess tequila sunrise, <laughs> tequila and orange juice. Yep. Tequila and orange juice. Okay, because tequila ain't no joke.
0: On a Thursday night, we doing a bit much, but mm-hmm. bear with us, y'all. So Shay's interlude, just a snippet, goes, now your love is suffocating, barely alive. But in the end, I know you'll survive. But if have to break some hearts just to find a love that will never die, then at times, I will cast feelings aside. As I search for my bride, I wish it didn't have to be like this. I wish my heart already knew, the conclusion of its thesis. If wishes were fishes, we'd all cast nets. Although there's plenty of fish in the sea, there's only one fish for me. Amen. I like that. I just (laughs) I couldn't find some
1: snaps emoji. It's poetry.
0: I like that. It, It just the fish part reminded me when I read it to
1: you you are like yes fish I was like yes Eric. right y'all
0: didn't hear that part but that's <laughs> when we were when you were reading it I was like <coughs> getting my life a little bit because do you remember in Norbit when Respucia was like you already got one fish look like you trying to get you a new fish <laughs> <laughs> that's what she was in the um, hair salon and then the lady in the back called her she was like here I come girl you don't remember that part
1: I only saw it, over it one time though. Okay, head, gotcha. So I only really remember it. Pitch. Yes,
0: yes. Pitch. So there's only one fish, <laughs> and, and and we're glad you found your fish, and um. There is a lot of fish in, this, in the sea, mm-hmm. and um. It can, you know, parts of that sea can be polluted. Yeah. So be careful y'all <laughs> That part that
1: like, resonated with me That if I have to break some hearts just to find a love That will never die It's like woo, help us Isn't that
0: real though because We're going to encounter people Where shit just doesn't work out mm-hmm. And we all know that sometimes That we Encounter people that like us Way more than We may like them Ooh, You know what I mean to you? Or you gotta break ties with someone you know what I mean? Like sometimes feelings get hurt yeah. when people, when things just don't work out. You know what I mean. That's right. Sometimes feelings get hurt. But you don't, you're not even communicated to that it didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? You just mm-hmm. <laughs> it's over Ghost. or you're ghosted. You know what I mean?
1: Ghost Casper.
0: So, yeah. Thank you for that
1: feedback. Thanks so much, Solo and Solos, man. Yeah, if y'all send got us your friends. Let's definitely meet up.
0: Okay. My first question after you read it was, <laughs> was her. Social media. I don't know. She didn't put it in. So um, you mentioned uh send your social media in, would like to yeah. see what you about.
1: There was something at the bottom of the e- bottom of the email, but I'm not sure if it was really her social media, so I'm gonna put it out there in case it's you know somebody else's in case it's
0: like a social security number or so something, something, I don't okay. know. Yeah. So, gotcha. But
1: send us your social media, let's connect. <laughs> um so let's just jump in. How is your week?
0: My week, um, was my my week was kind of like interesting so i want to first just uh start my check-in by just paying respect to the memory um of a close friend uh his name was kirby Mm -hmm. and we when i first moved to philadelphia it was me kirby and harold Eric Kirby and Harold, come on, y'all. Y'all know we were a mess in our early twenties. Like, just having a good time, right? We did everything together—the good, the bad, the indifferent. Like, we we lived our lives. Things happened um, after like several years of like friendship, Um, and you know everyone kind of like went their separate way. Um, We would see each other or be in touch with each other, like here and there, like in like spats. so, me Harold, um, even a friend um, that we used to all chill with, um, she's out in Cali right now. This whole week, we all kind of just reconnected and just been, you know, talking about Kirby and like all the good times that we had together. Um, none of us. This was uh, a shock and unexpected because we haven't been in touch for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the news and, you know, just how things went down, it was just, like, really shocking and crazy. Um, so, you know, hug your friends, y'all. <laughs> yeah. um, we we, we have this, it's our ego, but we, we really always think that we have more time. And that's not always the case. Because mm-hmm. uh, Kirby was a young guy, you know, so... Besides that, um, I, I just wanted to get that out there, pay respect uh, to his memory. Yeah. Um, this week was, <clears throat> besides that, it was it was cool. Um, I sat in a, a positive psychology seminar earlier this week. That um, kind of got the week started on a positive note. <coughs> um, really, just the seminar talked about um, interventions and in different ways to prevent depression. You know, something that. We deal with on small levels, Mm. you know, where it's really subtle, to, like, extreme levels where, you know, like, when we talked about in the Giants episode, homeboy's friend, roommate, Mm. couldn't get out of bed, couldn't go to work. Like, it was, like, physically painful for her. Yeah. So the seminar just talked about um the correlation between positive thinking um being optimistic uh between you know the correlation of that with health good health living longer um being powerful being a, a better thinker um being able to solve problems more efficiently like they just it was it was it was good it was it was definitely good um and I took a lot of things away from that um, so one thing I've been doing since the seminar, every morning when I wake up, kind of like what a lot of folks do, a lot of people wake up, say their thanks, praise, and and pray, you know, maybe say prayers in the morning. What I What I've been doing is get up and I guess kind of in a way it's a prayer maybe. No, I don't know. I just recite the things that I'm thankful for, you know, thankful for having another day. Thankful for, you know, feeling the sun on my on my forehead. You know, thankful for my mom. Thankful for my dad. Just starting the day out with I'm thankful and being positive because, you know, in, in some ways, in some instances, it can be a war zone out here. You know, when we have to get out here and go to our schools, our jobs, you know, and live our lives. So it's just a good way to start the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um And I'll just end my check-in with this week was definitely a, se- a season of giving back to myself. Remember, we talked about keeping a file. You, you um, created this infamous hashtag. Hashtag keep a file. <laughs> I'm still keeping one. Um, and I did that this week. So I spent some time, like just upra- up- updating my resume, reforming my, reformatting my my cover letter. Um, <coughs> Just because I've done some things recently Mm -hmm. um, that I want to make sure is a part of my your file, my professional file. Yeah,
1: okay, absolutely. So,
0: and it's nice to see you too.
1: Nice to see you. What's been going on? Um, Well, apart from me out here coughing and hacking up my lungs, spring has—it's gotten warmer and spring has sprung in my ears, nose, and my throat. Okay. (laughs) can hardly allergies? get myself together. Yeah, I have okay. horrible allergies. Mm. Um, but I'm drinking my apple cider vinegar, so it'll be okay. And my raw honey. I got the good stuff. Yeah.
0: With the mother in it. My mother? Apparently, that's like what you said. It's, it's the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. Somebody just told me this. You mean
1: like the drags? Huh? The drags in it? No, I'll show you. Oh, <laughs> Eric is good enough to grab his apple cider vinegar, y'all. What? Oh, the stuff at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I got that too, child. All up in there. You be drinking the bottom stuff?
0: No, I'm gonna actually start like drinking like maybe a couple of teaspoons mm. here and there.
1: Yeah, it'll get you right.
0: Um, but apparently, I I was told that when it says with the mother,
1: oh, it says it definitely uh, does say it on the label. It's
0: the good stuff. The, the the good stuff that you get all the the benefits.
1: Oh, well, child, I must have it with the daughter. So (laughs) Listen So (coughs) Spring has definitely sprung But that's not my check in My check in is that this week I learned Well not that I learned a lesson But My mind started to wander Because My professor this week When I was in school One of my professors Read me for absolute filth Right But in like a good way Okay So I was in like One of my stats classes Right and for I don't know about y'all who are listening, but Stats and me are not friends. Listen, we have had a struggle. Nah. Okay, Stats. Stats Mm -mm. has called me a bitch to my face many times.
0: Okay. I got a strong C (sighs) in Stats in undergrad, like, and that was it. And I'm glad I got that out of the way. Let me
1: tell you about Cs. We can't have that in my program, or they will. Well, because it's a master's, uh, doctorate, or yeah. (laughs) That's why I said undergrad, like. But they will see you later if you get a C, right? But I'm struggling yeah, for to real. not get that C. You hear me? So, um, I was in class and like I really, you know, have been trying to put forth effort to do well. Um, and so, but in putting forth that effort, I'm just doing the work. And when I'm in class, I'm kind of like reviewing the concepts just to get it for myself. I'm not one to like raise my hand and to shine in front of the classroom. I'm just, you know, not that person. So in this class, um, that what we did had, you say? It? Huh? I sit in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? In the far back.
0: Do you sit next to an outlet so you can charge your phone?
1: Yeah, text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you need a little juice. I know. I know. I
0: know. You know, I'm not yeah. that far removed.
1: Okay. <laughs> I sit in the back by the outlet. Yeah. But in this class, the teacher was reviewing, like, some of the concepts that will be on our kind of, like, final assessment. And... Um, She was asking questions. Now, nobody in the class was answering, but I'm in the back, you know, mumbling the answers to see if maybe I get it right, right? So every so often, she would hear me mumble an answer and be like, Patrick, say it. Say it out loud. And I'm just like, oh, wait a minute, (laughs) you know? But I said it. Would wind up getting the answer right, cool. But like still, I'm nervous. And like, even when I raised the volume of my voice, I was still, you know, kind of shy and timid and reserved. For those of you don't, who don't know, don't let the podcast fool you. I'm a very shy person in person. So, class is wrapping up. Everybody's leaving. Do, do, do. I'm about to put my book bag on. And she pulls me aside after class. So, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Like, what's going on now? Mm-hmm. So, we st- she started the conversation off. Like, we were talking about just, like, the different concepts, things I should be mindful of that may come up on the exam And she was just like, it seems that you know the material. And I was just like, well, sis, I'm just trying to, okay? Because I'm trying to pass. And so she was just like, I don't think your problem is not being able to pass. I think your problem is a lack of confidence. And she was just like, not just in stats, but you need to be confident in every subject that you walk into knowing that you're capable of doing what you need to do, right? And that was low-key a word. That was kind of a read, right? Because for me, I, again, I don't know about anybody else, but my academic journey, despite how far I've come, has been kind of a struggle with confidence. Like, when I get into classes, I do not feel like I'm about to do well. I feel like I need to work my ass off and, like, pray for the best. And fingers crossed it works out to my advantage. So for her to say that and to notice that, I was just like, okay, what in these 27 years of schooling has made me feel like I can't do what I was put up in these programs to do, right? And so, for me, the idea of stereotype threat came about, especially as you begin to climb, like, the education, professional, whatever it is ladder. Um, I think stereotype threat becomes, like, a realer and realer thing, and I was hoping that this check-in could kind of turn into the conversation for the day. Yeah. Um, If you, you know. We're so open. But before that, let me pour a little more tequila. You got any more sunrise? Yeah. Okay, can I get a little bit of the sunrise?
0: Whoa. What? You guys, if you would have seen how much
1: tequila. Okay, don't let Eric fool y'all. Yo. (laughs) I am over 200 pounds, sir. (laughs) This is going to just spread out. Is it not?
0: Take it easy. Okay. Okay? It's easy. (laughs) Let me get you some sunrise. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, see y'all. Um, I need a little sunrise. Did you hear his oh. reaction? That is a, a glass bad. of. Oh gosh. He's mm, 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 mm. heavy handed.
1: Heavy, heavy. You got so heavy, baby. Yeah, yeah. Heavy, heavy. You got so heavy on me. Yes. Hallelujah. So, I wanted to talk about stereotype threat now that the tequila and the sunrise have arrived. Okay. And so, to kind of just start off the conversation, um, I think it would be dope to define stereotype threat, right? And so, um, in social psych, uh, stereotype threat is kind of defined as the threat that arises when one is in a situation or is doing something for which a negative stereotype about one's group applies, right? Now to kind of break that down because I was just like, girl, what does that mean? It kind of means being hyper vigilant about the fact that you're about to play into one of your demographics' negative stereotypes, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, I you know posted this article for you and I to read, but in the article it said that African Americans who uh, African American students, right, who are kind of like stereotyped as not being able to be successful in academic settings will do worse than their white counterparts when they're made aware that a test they're about to take or, like, a task they're about to complete has, like, an intellectual assessment, right, component. So, like, they're going to be judged on their intellect. They're more bound to do less. They're, they're more likely to do worse. Okay. But when they're given the same task and not told that there's, like, an intellectual basis or that you're going to be judged on how well you do or how smart you're going to be perceived they're shown to perform equally to their white white counterparts, if not above and beyond mm-hmm. their white counterparts, right? And so this kind of resonated with my experience in school. Like, no matter what class I am in, but like specifically stats, I know that you niggas are judging me based on how well I do on these exams, based on how I perform on the homework. Like, it all seems kind of like an intellectual task, right? And to kind of show or, like, fight to show that, like, I can do well, I wind up doing worse sometimes, Hmm. right? And the article that I shared, like, went above and beyond school. So, like, yes, it can impact schooling, but it can also impact, like, doctor-patient relationships. It can impact the way you perform at work, like completing tasks from day-to-day at work. It can also impact the way you relate on like, a social level to people of same or different races and your overall life quality. So one of the questions that I kind of wanted to start this conversation off with was have you experienced stereotype threat and how? Because I already mentioned how I did in the check-in.
0: I think yeah, it's, it's interesting how when you were just describing it, it Kind of sounded like um, what the lady who was facilitating the seminar was saying about optimism. Mm. So like, what we tell ourselves, so if we have like negative thought, um, we do perform worse mm. um, versus people who are more optimistic. Um, and she gave all types of different examples tend to just perform better, especially under pressure. Um, have I experienced stereotype threat? Maybe I'm still trying to understand like what it is.
1: Okay. So, for example, right, we both identify as black men, right? Gay, okay, straight, indifferent. We're black men, right? Mm-hmm. Historically, in this society, black people have been kind of undervalued and deemed like lazy, right? Or unintelligent or, you know, not able to hold a proper conversation. Mm -hmm. So if we get into these social spaces where we have to put forth effort and work or we have to be intelligent or we have to, you know, for example, hold an intelligent conversation with someone, it's not that we're telling ourselves that we can't, but it's that we realize what the social stereotype affiliated with our group, with our presentation is, and we try to combat that, or we're hyper-aware of the fact that people carry that stereotype with them, so we try to present our way, ourselves in a way that we kind of break that stereotype. But mm. in doing that, we wind up sometimes playing into the stereotype because our mind is so focused on not being
0: something <laughs> that you ought to, you become. You be, yeah. Right. But I don't even realize it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. that happens, right. Take it a step further. It kind of impacts your confidence because then you've just had an event where you've learned, Oh shit, maybe I do fall into that negative stereotype.
0: Yeah. And that's that negative self thought. Um, yeah, this kind of sounds like, um, What's the term when... It's it's a term that describes uh, black people having to flip back and forth. Oh, code switching? Code switching. Mm. Um, when you're... And I'm still unpacking this, so help me if I'm going in the right direction. Um, I don't think that's right or wrong. Where, where you're in a situation that you realize, like, okay, this is the environment that I'm in.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I am black. <coughs> I realize that these people can be perceiving all these negative things about me, Mm -hmm. A, B, C, and D, because of the color of my skin, because of the context of the situation Mm -hmm. and or the environment that I'm in right now. So you act accordingly, kind of like survival, like a survival mode, like we kind of switch into survival mode, like how do I get the most out of this situation? How do I make what could be a very... It could be a potentially negative situation Positive but like you said Sometimes we work so hard at doing that
1: That we, fall back that we into, end up doing the opposite avoid, yeah.
0: And it ends up Being a very negative mm-hmm. experience Am I going the right way with it? I
1: don't think there's a right or wrong Speak okay. your speech okay. yeah.
0: So um, Yeah especially like In my work um, In the sport that I play Tennis oh. Is <laughs> a very privileged sport. Yeah. You don't see a lot of black faces. Um, and I've talked about this before, like, even, like, sidewalks. So, like, depending on what part of you... Depending on what part of town you're in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Folks react a certain way to you, walking behind them or next to them mm-hmm. on or the sidewalk.
1: against them.
0: Or against them, uh-huh. right? So... I have, um, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but if I haven't, um, I have kind of sometimes changed my behavior or my position Mm -hmm. because I automatically assume that this person's going to be uncomfortable. Because it happens so often, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, that it's like I can call it before it even happens. And I might walk around or switch sides. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or some days it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to like, you, you're just going to have to be uncomfortable and sit in your being uncomfortable and realize that when I walk past you that there's nothing wrong. Like, you're going to have to just go through that experience. And, and hopefully you realize at the end of that that you're being a dumbass.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe not. You mentioned something about tennis, right? that your tennis is a privilege. Um, your tennis playing is a privileged sport. There's not a lot of people who look like you. Being aware of that, do you find yourself striving to be an even better tennis player to show that, like, you kind of belong? And has that sometimes, like, thrown you off your game?
0: Tennis is a really competitive sport. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Um, when you get into play mode um you can really only focus on the game Mm -hmm. so I think in many ways it's a fair game yeah despite how the opponent may feel about you um wait let me just rewind for a second repeat your question (laughs) (laughs) it's
1: a rewind um so I was just saying like so you mentioned that tennis is a like privileged sport right right um, and that there aren't a lot of people who look like you kind of, you know, in the league that you play in.
0: And do if I feel like I have to, like, perform better mm-hmm. to, like...
1: Because there's also a stereotype of black people just being dope-ass athletes, right? Right. So, like, do you feel like you have to live up to... Or, like, you're I trying to fight so. against that and trying to make your own mold? And Does that sometimes impact the way you play?
0: I don't think so. Okay. I think I may struggle with other things. Cool. But when it comes to that specifically... Um, No, because I'm very competitive. The people that I play against and play with um, are either as good as me or better than me. Mm. So um, I take it really serious. And the more, you know... The longer and the more that I've played, I can go away from a game losing and not take it. So, you know, but especially when I was in high school (laughs) playing varsity, not so much. But um, it's a struggle, you know, I mentioned not with that specifically, but with other things. So Mm -hmm. I was going to give an example Um, going into tennis stores. Is a really awkward experience, and I play with. There's a group of us. We found each other, <laughs> group of black uh, tennis players here in Philly, um, and we talk about this. Like going into tennis stores, like is really an awkward experience because people are very uncomfortable with you. Um, they don't want to. I guess it's kind of like what we get with a lot of people experience just going into a department store, mm. you know you're not followed around but people just avoid you, you know, or you're not there in a sense. You know what I mean? There's definitely spaces where you can kind of feel invisible and left out. Mm-hmm. The tennis clubs can be very exclusive. They can have very strict rules like all white, meaning you have to wear all white. You can't get in. Have very strict um rules and guidelines and, and very high fees and make membership exclusive to affiliation, so that way it keeps people out. You know?
1: There Alright, so then like in the vein of kind of stereotype threat, the article I read had said that there was three main criteria for stereotype threat to occur, right? And so the three main cu- criteria include stereotype awareness, which is basically knowing that a stereotype about the group that you belong to exists. Domain identification, which means that you actually care that this negative stereotype is there, right? Because sometimes you may really not give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And task difficulty. So stereotype threat is very performance-based, right? And so that's how you know you're experiencing it, if there's a task to complete. So if the task is easy, you may not really feel stereotype threat come up but if a task is hard so for example if you're approached with like a stats class or you know something that you may deem as difficult then you might see that stereotype threat come up and so with these three things ooh, excuse me it's tequila kill in the sunrise <laughs> <laughs> with the three domains of like that create stereotype threat I just wondered like we're minorities moving in spaces where we're constantly evaluated right whether that be the professional workspace, whether that be the school space. Sometimes it's some of our social spaces, right? We're being evaluated. Do you feel like it's possible to not experience stereotype threat, right? You mentioned being in spaces where you're the only Black person. So, like, is it possible for us not to maybe be aware of the stereotype that follows us when we come into a space or is it possible to acknowledge the stereotype and maybe acknowledge that a task or an interaction we're going to have may be difficult but to get into that space where we really don't care right and we don't care about the stereotype so like we
0: yeah I like B I like B because I don't know I mean maybe for some people it is possible to Mm -hmm. go into a space and not have to acknowledge that oh my gosh I'm the only black person on this bus. I'm the only black person in this classroom. you know?
1: Mm.
0: Maybe some people are you know capable of doing that. So I'm not going to say no.
1: Well, speak to your experience. Is it possible for you?:
0: I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I just kind of like take note of diversity mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. In spaces, not just color, but I look to see if there's, you know, women. Mm. I just I just look for diversity in spaces that I (coughs) navigate.
1: Yeah.
0: And especially spaces that I spend a good amount of my time and or energy yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely going to do that.
1: I'm happy that you said it like it truly goes beyond color, right? Color was kind of the basis that I used, but the article mentioned it can be age, it can be gender, it can yeah. be whatever. But think about the multiple minorities, you know, we are like I think even as a gay black man, sometimes there's stereotype threat there, right? So, again, I spent a lot of time in class. So even in a classroom space, I'm aware of the stereotype of me being a six one, you know, my presence is loud and, uh, enough, right? Black gay man. So I'm very aware of sometimes, you know, when the teacher says something that I'm like, I'm like, okay, thanks, this. And then, you know, you wonder if people are gonna laugh. Sometimes they do, right? <laughs> yeah. Or I walk in, not only being six one and big and just, you know, in your face You're really black not man. That big. But then when I huh? You're not that. I'm pretty big. I'm big. Big one. No, I mean like you know, like my big presence. Not okay. a big body. Okay. <laughs> not like Sherman Clark. <laughs> Sherman, sure. <laughs> but you walk in, and then, you know, I also choose to, like, slap on a, a, an all-silver Nike, right? So you're even that much louder. That could bring up some stereotype threat. So maybe or sometimes your behavior will With change. a
0: see-through tank.
1: Huh? I
0: said, or a Mary Jane with a, with a see-through no, tank. No, you know
1: I'm a professional. That's only for the weekends. Okay.
0: <laughs> in the summers. But when you recognize... summer is near.
1: <laughs> when you recognize the different aspects of the stereotype that you fit in, that you know, may be positive to some, but may also be, like, a little negative to others, Mm -hmm. sometimes it can bring up stereotype threat, and sometimes it can influence your behavior to, you know, butch it up, or to kind of dim your light a little bit. So, I don't know if it's possible to kind of evade or avoid
0: stereotype threat.
1: Oh, I don't know. It might be hard,
0: right? I think I'm... What about now? Like, when you go into spaces, do you kind of, like... or do you kind of assess the situation in a way of like because you know we assess situations in many different ways Mm -hmm. but I think this is just could be one of them
1: I think I'm always aware of my identity in a space right? and I think sometimes I try to be intentional about being aware of my identity in a space does that awareness though always make me feel threatened and make me feel like I have to act in a way that combats the stereotype that I may or may not fit in no Right.
0: Yeah, that's why I said I liked um, the second.
1: Yeah, like that statement not caring that you part. had. Mm-hmm. Like
0: I think some of us, you know, can also get to a space of like, yeah, mm-hmm. I acknowledge it for what it is. I see it, but I'm not going to let that influence my actions. Or, you know, like I was saying in my check in, I'm going to choose to be an optimistic thinker or a positive thinker, despite the situation, mm-hmm. so I could better. Um, prepare myself um, to get through this, you know, especially, like I said, if you're going to be in a space for a long time, or permanently, or temporarily, whatever, you know? Yeah.
1: So, <coughs> excuse me, oh my gosh. So last, the article um, that I read kind of hinted towards spaces that create threatening situations, or kind of that um, can produce threatening outcomes, or produce stereotype threat in you. And uh, the three situations that were listed were situations where members of the group are underrepresented, right? Situations that suggest that the members, that the group that you belong to is not welcome in the group that you're in. And situations where um, the group that you belong to are treated negatively through things like microaggressions, right? And so those three spaces really kind of resonated with me in a way because I could see how you could be threatened, you could feel threatened in those spaces.
0: So this is saying that these are three scenarios that a person can feel threatened.
1: Yeah, can feel stereotype threatened. Mm
0: -hmm. And if those three spaces are combined,
1: it's like increases the risk of you feeling stereotype threat.
0: And what's the last one? Um, Members members are treated
1: negatively. So it's like you're treated oh, negatively yeah. through like microaggressions. So Come like on. you speak so well this for is, a black man, yeah. or you're this not is, like some other
0: gays. This you're kind of a like a straight gay. <laughs>
1: like what? This you is, know.
0: This is probably every other black person's situation. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're working in corporate America,
1: or you're higher up in the education field, or you're advanced in your career. You know, may not be corporate, but like there's such an underrepresentation in yeah. your identity. The underrepresentation stand out is
0: yeah. Because I tell you one thing. um... When I'm, you know, for whatever reason, maybe looking at an organization or a university, I always look at the Mm -hmm. leadership. Mm -hmm. Because I want to see who's who. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is a thing when I see all white faces. It is. Yeah. It is a thing.
1: And does it sometimes make you feel like you're kind of like that black representative?
0: Hmm. In a way. Hmm. In a way, but I think how I carry myself, I'm not going to be that for them. So with that being said, it's going to depend on what their perception of me is. You know what I mean?
1: (coughs) Absolutely. The one that stuck out to me was kind of the being in a space where you feel like your group doesn't belong or the group that you identify with doesn't belong. And I think that's so interesting because sometimes people in the space could be, or like, those in your in that space could treat you so well, but you could still feel like you don't belong, right? So, for example, being in a advanced degree program, you realize how much of a luxury sometimes an advanced degree can be, right? So even though on the basis of skin color, sometimes, you, you know, you may be cool. You kick it with, you know, your classmates, you have a good time, Sometimes when you see the privilege that some of these classmates come from, there's a part of you that's just like, ooh, I can't relate to that. Maybe I don't belong in this space. Maybe I won't last in this space because I don't have the privileges and the support that you may have in different facets of your life, right? So that feeling of not belonging may not be overt, but it could be from just not relating to the other group that you're with. I don't know. I thought that second piece was so interesting.
0: And, you know, when you were describing that, um, I immediately thought of, like, you know, all the young, you know, and old, but mainly young folks who haven't come out yet Mm -hmm. or are struggling with coming out. And they're in these social spaces, in the schools, on the playgrounds, in the cafeterias, and... You know, I definitely was one of those people where you, because you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something that's that that really speaks to who you are. <laughs> you're hiding from other people, you're hiding from your parents. You know what I mean? That's that's a burden to carry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So struggling with you know things like coming out or you know um you know thinking about or wanting to transition um and and feeling like you don't have that support I imagine like folks feeling like kind of trapped in that Mm. like in a space that they they don't fit in they don't belong but they're just in it yeah you know
1: As just like a final question slash final thought, Um, this conversation, thank you so much for indulging me in it, um, came from the fact that my professor advised me to have confidence, get to a point where even though you're hypervigilant about all the stereotypes that you may or may not fit in, or you're trying to fight different ones or show people that you're intelligent, be confident in the fact that you can do what you came here to do, right? And so the final question that I kind of had is how do we get that confidence? How do we get the confidence to kind of thrive, not only thrive in our workplaces and our spaces of learning, but you know, be a standout individual, knowing that despite whatever stereotypes we have or we play into, we're still that girl, in the words of Sheree. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Are you go, I'm going for... <laughs> I mean, no, I can go. You're looking at me I like... I can go, <laughs> I had a... I mean, I did
1: have a thought. You want me to go? Yeah, yeah, let's go. So I really thought, instead of fighting the stereotypes, embrace them, right? So I thought about myself, and I was just like, you know, stereotype threat plays in my life um, to the point of like, or in the way of academic performance sometimes. But if I realize that there is a stereotype there that I'm trying to fight against, Right? I, would som- I feel like embracing that stereotype would make me be kinder to myself and allow me the space to thrive. Mm-hmm. So acknowledging, yeah, sometimes I do F up on quizzes. That's okay. Yes, I am the big black gay man in the classroom with the shiny ass sneakers on. That's okay. Yes, when everybody is out here eating salads and quinoa, I have my Flamin' Hot Cheetos crunching away. It's okay, right? Mm -hmm. But you're still here. You've still made it this far in your program, and you still will make it farther. So, the stereotypes that you play into, is only making you a more standout, dope-ass bitch. So, keep it moving, you know? And this is something that I'm really trying to... Before I even had the conversation with my teacher, I've been trying to tell myself that, but I'm more intentional, I feel, like after this conversation to... That's good Keep that going
0: I like that Um, I'm just going to go Right back to my check-in again (laughs) I'm just really going to practice Positive self-thought Positive thought And uh, Yeah And not to the point where I'm It's unrealistic Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you start to disconnect Because that's something else the moderator talked about, too, like, there are people who are so positive that they are completely, like, disconnected from reality. Everything's cool, man. You know, and and everything's not cool. Everything's not cool,
1: bitch. (laughs)
0: So, (laughs) um, handling handling my business, you know, being more of a positive thinker, and I, I, I like what you said, you know. I, I really do embrace, you know, my skin, my my, my culture, my people, mm-hmm. um, the good, the bad, and we can laugh at that, you know what I mean? Um Yeah. That's all for me, y'all. Just tequila. It got me. It got you. Jose.
1: <laughs> um, so that's fine. We can move into the hung popping time. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the hung pop, we would be remiss to not mention the fact that the Housewives of Atlanta reunion, episode one alone, was much better than the entire season. <laughs> okay? And I've decided that in my life, whenever somebody asks me a question that I don't know the answer to or that I feel like I may have to lie to, lie in response to, I'm just gonna say this. <laughs> Joggers. <laughs> uh, Jockers Spring, Summer, September <laughs> That'll be my answer
0: Sheree Sheree Stuttering
1: Sheree Okay
0: She did real bad It was like Did they tell my her girl, She was fired You could just fired? be
1: like She by Sheree Still don't got no fashions In the words of Dwight
0: Did they tell her She was fired Before they started She must have
1: been shook
0: that's what I was wondering when I was watching it. Like, and
1: did you see how she came for Candy? She's like, "Oh, I answered him." She was just like, "No, nah, bitch, you didn't." <laughs> like, what?
0: I don't remember that part. What, what was that? Huh? What part was that?
1: When Candy was like explaining to Sheree, like, "Oh, she by Sheree, like you're a line. and she was just like, "Yeah, I know," and like she like cut her off. I don't know what she said per se, but it was so funny, and I fell out when Andy was like, "Excuse me." <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Andy the best no, that 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 was. Mm, 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 mm. Yes. Sheree, Sheree.
1: Spring, summer, September. Okay, that's when our line is coming out too. What else do you have for the hung pop?
0: No, this is you. You running this? I I did have a few honorable mentions, but I figure you well, can get through it. Well, mention your, the honorable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Apparently, this whole did you see online that Chrissy Teigen and. Cardi B, they all wanted to have like threesome with Rihanna. Did you did you see it? Did you
1: Can it be an orgy? Because I'd like to join. <laughs> and I got some fancy beauty, so I'm out here.
0: This was actually this is actually kind of old news. Never mind. This shit is old. Okay. This shit is old. This shit is old too. All the stuff I have is old. Never mind. I ain't doing all that, go ahead. You're not I, doing any at all?
1: Nope. Okay. Well. Next is the Hung Music. Um, Just want to know, what?
0: Oh, shit. It's the Hung Music that has all the names. Sorry. I am three shades to the wind, as you were saying.
1: (laughs) It's fine. Let the wind blow. It's the spring wind, okay? Blowing in new seasons. Um, So, Hung Music, I just want to know from you, is Sabrina Claudio canceled?
0: So, listen, I had to look that. What was the, what, what was the word that she used?
1: <laughs> listen, and shout out to my homegirl, Annie, because that's who Sabrina Claudio called that name.
0: Andy? My, Annie.
1: My homegirl, Annie. She was um my former co-worker turned friend.
0: You, you didn't... I'm, I'm mad you didn't put the link here.
1: Oh, well, I got it in my phone. I screenshotted <laughs> it. I can send it to you because I kept the file. So, <laughs> Annie was just like... <laughs> So, somebody posted a picture of Sabrina, Sabrina Claudio, and I guess a girl tweeted Annie and was just like, real fast, I thought this was you. And so, Annie was just like, you think I'm every pasty white girl with dark hair, <laughs> right? Which is, you know, Annie is like a Twitter funny, Sabrina,
0: right? she know, she'd she, she be clacking Sabrina be clacking clapped back, back
1: and was like, I'd rather be a pasty white girl than a sweaty chonga.
0: Chonga. And
1: then Annie was like, oh too bad gosh. I'm not sweaty, neither a chonga. So, try again, right? But... That just kind of goes to show you that Miss Claudio, she don't give a fuck about um, multiculturalism. She's out here trying to sing these soft tunes that we all fell in love with. But is <laughs> <laughs>
0: That we all fell in okay. love with. Okay.
1: Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Technical difficulties, guys. Sorry. Wow. But she's trying to sing these tunes that we all love. Okay? Like,
0: I was trying to focus. look up, but... Well, no, that's
1: her. Her is focus. What's... December? Frozen? She know what she's saying. It's the songs that I be running to and crying to, and that I may or may not have given a nigga uh,
0: Belong to better, you, like, confidently lost, unravel me, yeah. all that stuff. Um, what yeah. is a changa? I was trying to.
1: So apparently, a changa's not really. Um,
0: it's, isn't it a, offensive? A, it's not a. It's a. Yeah, what is it?
1: Cha- I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's.
1: It's something that you shouldn't be out here calling people. How about that? Right? Uh, so I, don't I just know. wanted to
0: make sure because when I first saw it, I was like, I had to look it up. I wanted to make sure it, but it didn't mean nothing about no niggas.
1: But all I have to say is shout out to Hey Frown, Hey Frown, Hey, Hey Fran, Hey, right? The goddess, Jose the you done up on beautiful ass. She tweeted because you know she was hurt by this too. Hey Fran, Hey, tweeted. What she tweet? Let me see. She tweeted on Spotify trying to skip your song because you got canceled this week. And it was a gif of the young boy who burnt all his food. and He's just trying to flip something in the pot.
0: Damn. Damn. Damn,
1: Fran. I feel you. Okay? I don't know, Sabrina. We got to pray about you. We really do. But other in the hung music, we just have to roll through because there's so much good music that came out this past week. First of all, Janelle Monae's Pink. Did you watch the video? Listen to the song? Yeah. Oh, everything. Did you love it?
0: Yeah, the video. I gotta watch it again.
1: Yeah, all I have to uh,
0: say. She's oh. very. One thing I will say is that. Um, oh, the booty pop uh, part of the video was really dope.
1: Yeah, shaking the all ass. All that ass. Yeah. All
0: that ass. Uh, and she kind of from like, the resident
1: just, top in the room. What? Mm-hmm. Oh
0: yeah. You just. Anyway. Um, <laughs> one thing I will say about Miss Janelle Monet is that, uh, in my opinion, I think she's unpredictable. Um, the what she puts out, um, I think she's very creative. I don't necessarily always like the music. Um, I mean, hey, some of her stuff life. I bang with, some of it I'm live not. You know, okay. I don't really listen to. I to be honest with you, I don't listen to her music. Like that,
1: you shed what you shed.
0: I, I did, and I'm not, and I'm not changing up over here. But I loved her in um, the movie with Miss Henson and our girl Hidden
1: Figures.
0: Yeah, okay. You gotta help me out through this. Yeah, this is gonna be a long stretch. Let's, no, it won't. Let's get through this because. <laughs> It's too much.
1: I love Janelle too, and all I have to say is Janelle, whenever you're ready, I'm ready to sign that Wonderland contract, okay? You can put me on lights. You can put me on set design. You can put me on background vocals. Do what you need to do. Here I am. Send me, okay? (laughs) Next up on our music list, I cannot stop playing this song. Drake's nice for what? Now, I'ma just let y'all know. Between Drake and Cardi B, me and my homegirl were talking this week. You can't help but be a hoe this summer, right? Nice for what to these niggas, okay? And then Cardi B, this is for my nasty hoes. Hey! She was talking to me. All yeah, right? the
0: album is dope. We was we, we were playing a little bit. Um...
1: Hey! Hey! <laughs> All right, cut that off before she sue us. So... Uh... <laughs> What's your favorite song? Do you have a favorite song on the album?
0: I don't, because I I, I really need to go through. I have to listen. I've listened to it maybe twice. Mm. Um
1: Houseway.
0: I mean, I like the first track, Get Up 10.
1: <laughs> um,
0: drip with Drip with Migos. Mm-hmm. Um, of course.
1: Uh, she Bad.
0: What else do I like? Money Bad. Through Your Phone.
1: Oh, I like Through Your Phone through your phone I liked all of the ratchet tunes to be honest not gonna lie I loved I like it I like it oh yeah yes (laughs) when I tell you I got my life in the gym life okay hey hey -hmm. hey Mm -hmm. and then last but not least I feel like my favorite is Head. it's because when she told me to pop my pussy in the church yeah where did I go the church house okay Hey. Oh.
0: Yeah, I think she did good with this Yes. I think she definitely good, did good with this album, it's a good um, album. Congratulations to her mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, and congratulations to <sighs> Who else is having a good week in music?
1: Azalea Banks
0: Was it Azalea Banks?
1: Yeah, My Girl Kim Oh,
0: The Weeknd, that's who I was going to mention oh, Okay. But go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> no, talk mention about me. your girl No, mention
1: The Weeknd
0: <laughs> No, that's it, I just wanted oh. to say Congrats on him. He has a really short album, but um, he's making a lot of headlines. And I, to, I listened, to listened to it, and um, it was it was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. So congrats to all them. Yeah. So what's going on with, with Azalea? She dropped a single, right? She
1: did. It's called Anna Wintour. And I just think I'm really happy. Excuse me. I'm really happy that despite her, her riffs in the industry and all the craziness that she's done, she can come back and just show people, oh, I'm talented as fuck. And this is a song where she is singing and rapping, and I could see this track being played in New York Fashion Week this fall. Oh. And I hope she gets that. Okay, um, Nikki is coming out with or came out with Chun Li today, as well as Barbie Ting's. Did mm. you listen to it? Hmm.
0: What did, I saw something on Instagram which was like a sample? Okay, but not the whole song.
1: Okay, well. I listened to it. And so with that, we're um, I the last thing I want to say is that we're extra going,
0: thick. Did you see the Instagram promo?
1: Oh, she looks great. I love me some Nikki.
0: She looked like She looked
1: great. I just want was That all okay. She looked amazing. She looked absolutely amazing. I just hope the album brings something more. Cuz them two singles were just like, "Oh, okay."
0: Well, that's not a good way to start.
1: uh uh-uh. uh But, you know, Nikki, she always comes with a bop somewhere, so and last but not least, I'm excited to say, Eric, that you and me are going to Coachella.
0: <laughs> you yeah? are so cool.
1: And it seems like we all are, right? <laughs> because the only thing that we would have gone for, the Beyonce performance, will be streamed on YouTube. So we praise God for his many blessings.
0: YouTube or Title?
1: Oh, I've, I read YouTube.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. You got Title? No.
1: Okay. Because <laughs> then we might not be gone. <laughs> YouTube, I'll be there.
0: Shout out to in Vogue They are back They look great They sound great Always and The new single is really good So congrats to them um, I think Did you have Mariah Carey up? She came forward With some sensitive news Oh that
1: was actually my Hung up or hang up Oh but shit. Thank you so much I have so sorry.
0: Nope then <laughs> um, Well I'm not spoiling anything I mean no it's fine um, Yeah that's it For the music. Okay.
1: So it's time for the hung up or hanging up. Are you hung up or hanging up on anyone?
0: (laughs) I am hung up on Reggie Yates. Just hung up on him.
1: What he do, who he is?
0: I am in love with this man. So I was like looking at his career and filmography online. And I'm trying to find what I what it was some type of documentary which he's done dozens. I'm trying to find like what documentary that I see him on um, that made me follow him on Twitter, uh, Instagram. And I'm just yeah, ain't nobody even thinking about Davies no more. I'm just I'm in love oh, with this man. Okay. Davies, okay. but you you know you still you know
1: you're a son with with East?
0: But, nah, um, just shout out to him. Um, He was was in some (laughs) controversy um, over some some things that he said back in 2007. Um, But, you know, he's just really dope and, and really great to look at. You guys should follow him, Reg Yates, on Instagram. He's a beautiful man, and I'm trying to holler
1: And as you mentioned before, (laughs) I am completely hung up on Mariah Carey. Um, Recently, well, not even recently, because it's going to happen on tomorrow, Friday. um, She did an interview with People magazine and talked about her experience with bipolar, too. And I thought that was just super dope, not only just because I'm involved in, like, mental health. But what we don't realize is a lot of artists, a lot of creative people um, do experience bipolar, um, and so it was just dope that she you know, talked about how she was diagnosed with it in 2001. She didn't want to believe that she had it. And it really has been a journey. Um, for those of you who don't know, bi- the bipolar disorder is when you kind of go through um, experiences of depression and manic phases, bipolar 2 specifically, or actually, is it 2 that she has? I think it's 2. Okay. Um, she goes through depressive phases and hypomanic phases, which is like a different type of mania. Um, not to harp too much on it, but just super happy that my Mariah Carey was, not my Mariah Carey, but that Mariah Carey was so open about this, right? Mm -hmm. So easily we made fun of her when she had that mental breakdown in 2001, not knowing that she really was suffering from bipolar or experiencing bipolar. Um, so yeah, love you forever, Mariah. I'll always be a lamb. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely a fan. Love you, girl.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, that was another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. Find me on the Instagram and Twitter booths at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N.
0: I'm Eric, and you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E-Dante, D-A-N-T-E, Cole, C-O-L-E.
1: Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at Hung Up Pod. That's H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D, Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod
0: continue to send your emails we really uh love to hear y'all's stories and just how the show <coughs> impacts your weekly regimen or whatever you know what i mean um continue to we'll send all that in to hunguppod at gmail.com
1: yes and thank you so much solo for your lovely letter earlier on in the yeah. episode. and thank you thank guys. you for listening mm-hmm. and thank you guys for your ratings your likes your reviews all of it um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, your comments on um, SoundCloud. Thank you for reaching out to us anywhere that you can find a man who instead of building up walls of stereotypes around you will only work to break down your walls, boo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening.
0: See y'all next week. <laughs>
1: Bye. Uh, what happened to by Sheree? Joggers excuse me, joggers. It's more lifestyle. So he's talking about your clothing line, Shiba
0: Sharae, are you bringing it back? It. Oh. So if I'm going to, you weren't clear. I said, I'm doing joggers. Why uh, am I getting so much back? Are you saying you're ice doing ice ice a ice line ice ice of Shiba Sharae? Sure. Yeah, lifestyle. Athletic from. wear? Yeah, athletic, mm-hmm. but
1: lifestyle. When?
0: Probably more September. For, that is spring, summer. September, spring, show, spring, summer.